This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Halftime Show podcast. It's the Halftime Show with Umar Adouri on Pulse 95. Welcome to the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. I am your host covering everything sport, international and local on today's show. All the latest from the Homeless World Cup. That's right, the Homeless World Cup. If you haven't heard about it, tune in because it's really interesting to see what the world is coming to to bring people from all around the world for the same principle. The latest from the F1 and ever heard of the Players' Tribune? How the players can connect with their fans directly, uncut and raw. Only here on Pulse95. This is Pulse95. You're listening to the Halftime Show podcast. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. Welcome back to the Halftime Show. Now, the Homeless World Cup. Let's be honest now. Have you ever heard about the Homeless World Cup? When I heard about this, I was just drawn to the principle. You know, automatically I had my eyes and my ears tuned in to see what this had to deliver. A sport, when used as a platform in the right manner, can be life-changing. We all know that. Now imagine if everyone involved all had one thing in common, and that was being homeless. It puts, it puts things in perspective, doesn't it? Like your objectives, your morals, you being grateful for just the simple things in life. It eliminates the negative side of the game automatically, regardless, you know. We always have a positive, we always have a negative. Now, when you look at the Homeless World Cup, it is 500 players from 50 nations who travelled to Cardiff to compete in a football tournament that started on Saturday the 27th of July. Now, it's been created to harness the power of sport in transforming the lives of people experiencing being homeless and social exclusion, which, let's face it, we, we experience that moment throughout our childhood, at school, and it has such a different dynamic to it. And over one million people worldwide have had their lives positively impacted by the tournament. Kerry Harris, the director and founder of Street Football in Wales, and he's actually the manager of the Welsh team, um, had quite a few interesting things to say. He said, I never thought I would see the day that the Homeless World Cup would come to Wales, but it's really happening. This is my 17th Homeless World Cup, and to experience it here in Wales is something else. I'm literally bursting with pride and our players are so excited to play for their country in front of a home crowd. I mean, what could be better? Let's show them how it works. And just by reading that, you know, it, I have goosebumps. Why? Because the whole power of sport, bringing these people together in such a positive light and doing something they love on the stage that everyone can see, the awareness is up there the platform is there to be able to change the their lives for the rest of their lives you know and i encourage more people to get involved and i encourage more people to tune in to the homeless world cup and if we can help more people who are less privileged then we are supporting the community in whichever country we are in because let's face it there are thousands of people who don't have what we have you know just put that put things in perspective when you realize that we're so blessed in so many things. Yes, we have unfortunate times. Yes, we have issues with our work and family and friends and everything. But now you think about people that don't even have a home. It just, again, it's, it's, it's breathtaking, you know, and I'm so happy that 
they have a platform to raise that. And actually, a little story for you guys. I, I was doing my coaching courses to get your licenses in the UK at the FA, the English Football Association. And one of the guys who was actually in my group called Craig McManus, um, he, was a Brit- he used to play in Scotland, the professional league. He's actually coaching um, the England national team, which I just found that out today. Um, and he's not on air, so before you guys get excited, but I am planning to get him on air because obviously he is busy at the moment now with the uh, English national team um, in the World Cup. But how do you feel about this topic? You know, text us on 4215 or do, and message us on Instagram. You know, we are live, pulse95radio.com as well. The Homeless World Cup just blows everything out the water now. You know, um, for me, that, that made my whole, my whole day, my whole week when I found out this initiative was happening and for a great cause. And I wish um, there's more people that contribute to it, support it, endorse it and get behind it because we need to do more things like that. We need to give back more. I, I always talk about the rules of reciprocation, giving back to the community. And I've had a few people on my show who've given back to the community and that's why I've had them on specifically for those reasons. So let us know how you feel about that. And I'll be talking more about that next on the Halftime Show. Thank you for tuning in. Remember, we are available on Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud if you type in the Halftime Show. More coming up next on Pulse95. This is Pulse95. You're listening to the Halftime Show podcast. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Paduri on Pulse95. Welcome back to the Halftime Show. Now, building up on the first segment with the Homeless World Cup and giving back to the community, um, do you feel we do give back enough? We do give back enough to the community. You know, recently I had a boxer on the halftime show. Shout out to Mo Ali, who has a fight coming up soon, um, who won his boxing professional fight and dedicated his winnings to his community. And if you had tuned into the halftime show, you would have heard him, you know, talk about all the obstacles he'd faced and all the troubles he had in trying to achieve a certain level of respect in the community. And whilst he's done that, he was already established and already made a name for himself and he has the power to be able to win a tournament locally and then be able to distribute his winnings to his community, which is very admirable. On a on an international scale, I know Tyson Fury donated seven million after the Deontay Wilder fight. Um, who watched that fight? Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder. Who, who do you think won that fight? Tyson Fury had about eight to seven rounds of that fight. Although Deontay Wilder did knock him out, but Tyson Fury got back to his feet and it was a draw. However, the fight was in the US. That's just me. That's just my opinion. But a rematch is probably going to be on the cards. Now, with Tyson Fury, the 7 million he donated was to fight those who are recovering from things like alcohol and drug abuse and getting their life back on track. So I thought that was very admirable, especially with his history in mental health, which is a topic we will be talking and discussing a lot on the show. Any stories you remember of professional athletes um, who dedicated their earnings or salary for a good cause? If you do, send me a message and let me know. You know, I'd love to kind of, I'd love to kind of talk about that more. Uh, sometimes athletes don't share these things because it defeats the purpose of giving. And I and I also can see that point of view. Um, when you do something wholeheartedly and selflessly, you don't want to. Uh, get a pat on the back or, or be admired for that because it takes away some of the shine 
of giving. Um, there could be a sense of bragging about it or not even being genuine or sentimental. And again, these are the kind of the finer things in sports that when you're involved behind the scenes, you get to really, you know, understand characters and personalities and their mindset of why they do things. Um, definitely something on what we spoke about earlier regarding the homeless World Cup. It's only on for a week, but so much can be done to help support this initiative and just to be grateful for what we have it definitely does put things in perspective i know that a lot of people um you know sometimes see these things and 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 almost wonder whether they should or shouldn't guys get involved support the cause um it doesn't have to be in, in sport it could just be in life it could be in the community you know take your kids one day to one of these places you know it will help them it will evolve their characteristics and also help them appreciate and value things a lot more because it's very easy to fall off track and it's very easy to um to not be grateful for the things that we have every single day you know one thing might go wrong and it just seems like it's the end of the world but in truth it's not um things always do come around and and alhamdulillah you know a lot of things uh a lot of things happen you know and for good causes so guys my message for today especially on the the way we started the first segment in terms of being grateful um is you know uh, make sure you give make sure you get involved don't don't shy away from it. it it has such a big meaning it could the simplest thing a thank you or um just acknowledging someone's name when you walk into a room can really change their whole day and i know i'm going a bit off sport but sport is life and life is um, making the right decisions and being uh, a better person and a better version of yourself. So if you are tuned into the Halftime Show today, I really appreciate it. All, this, all the love and all the support I'm getting on Instagram Live, on the text messages, on Pulse95 Halftime Show. This show wouldn't be the same without you guys. So really appreciate you. More coming up next only on Pulse95. This is Pulse95. You're listening to the Halftime Show podcast. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. Let's get ready to rumble! Welcome back to the Halftime Show. Today's show is a feel-good show, recalling gratitude and giving back to the community. If you have been tuning in, you would have heard me talk about the Homeless World Cup as a concept. What do you think about the Homeless World Cup? Did you know about it before we uh, spoke about it on the show today? Um, one of the coaches that did the license at the FA, English FA in the UK, Craig McManus, is coaching England. So we're wishing you all the best from Sharjah in the UAE. Craig, hope you guys do well. Um, great guy. Really, really good coach as well. And the question of the day was, do our athletes or those involved in sport give enough back to the community. You know, we spoke about Tyson Fury and Mo Ali donating their winnings to the community and doing something special with their own hard-fought money. You know, they put their bodies on the line and to give that, I feel that's such an amazing thing and full credit to them as athletes and as human beings as well. But someone that wasn't quite, um, quite lucky or fortunate was Lewis Hamilton, who on the other hand might have woken up today feeling a little bit hard done by as he was denied victory after crashing in Germany. For those uh, Verstappen fans who we've spoken about on the show before, Max Verstappen won a chaotic German Grand Prix in the pouring rain after Lewis Hamilton crashed while on course for victory. But Hamilton looked 
set to claim his eighth win of the dominant season before drama stuck, uh, struck on the uh, 29th lap, I believe, it is out of 64 in a race which featured four safety car periods. Verstappen, who stopped five times in the most like topsy-turvy of races, took the chequered flag to claim his second win of the campaign. Now, through the chaos, um, we've spoken about him before, Verstappen drove a, a, f- a flawless race. Like He was on point, tracking Mercedes in third place through the first half of the Grand Prix and then moving to the front as the world champions race you know, fell apart. But where do we lie on this? Uh, we, do we think this was a, a fluke You know, for those fans who are Formula One fans? Do you think this was a fluke? Was this a one-off? Or is this passing the torch from Lewis Hamilton to Max Verstappen and he's definitely pulled off some really good races and close races as well but what happens next you know what next in the F1 world we seem to be full of uh, competitions and Grand Prix and and everything it's only a week to wait until the next installment and I believe that's the Hungary uh, the Hungarian Grand Prix it's a track where Hamilton has always excelled and where Mercedes will be strong but it will have to go to some to surpass the thrills and spills of Hockenheim now, in other sports, t- uh, Team Ineos, I believe, Colombian rider Egon, Egan Bernal, who's 22 years old, was confirmed as the youngest Tour de France champion in 110 years as Caleb Iwan won the final stage. Now, I love hearing about the youth revolutionizing sports records and breaking all sorts of records out there because it, it does truly change lives, especially at a young age when they're given so much. We saw that with Corey uh, Coco Gout at the Wimbledon, who didn't win the championship, but knocked out her idol in uh, Venus Williams um, at 15 years old. You know, what what were you doing at 15 years old? You know, I know for a fact I was going to school uh, and maybe playing football in the playground, but that's as far as I would go. I wouldn't really... I wouldn't really get the chance to compete on a stage where the whole world is watching us. And how do you deal with nerves, you know, in terms of not just your family watching, not just your friends, but the whole world, you know, zoned in to what you're doing and competing. It's definitely an exciting time for sports. And there's so much to talk about in terms of all these young talents really revolutionizing, you know, the whole dynamic of people that build years and years to excel in their own desired sports and then all of a sudden a 15 year old comes in on Wimbledon on the biggest stage and, and performs the way she does was was incredible but coming up next have you ever wondered what it's like to connect with your sports hero and hear words from their own mouth now I, when I say that I want you to stay tuned for more because I'm going to be talking about the Players Tribune which has the best the best athletes in the world connecting with their fans on an intimate level. Only here in the heart of Sharjah on Pulse95. This is Pulse95. You're listening to the Halftime Show podcast. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Paduri on Pulse95. Welcome back to the Halftime Show. And as we approach full time, I wanted to share with you guys something that's quite sentimental to me the players tribune now i know we spoke earlier about the homeless world cup and i know we spoke about giving back to the community and to be honest it's something that we don't do enough of gratitude is the topic of today 
But something growing up as a sportsman and a coach now that I didn't get enough of was the connection with your sporting idols or your heroes, so to speak. Now, the Players' Tribune is a website that provides athletes with a platform to connect directly with their fans in their own words. So you don't have someone in the background writing for you. The athlete directly connects with their fans by expressing um, their emotions and their experiences. And it was founded by Derek Jetta, the Players' Tribune. Uh, it publishes like first-person stories from athletes providing a unique insight into the daily sports conversation. And I did say, in the modern world, I do feel there is that disconnect with our favorite athletes. They seem so far away, like they're from a different planet. And when in truth, ladies and gentlemen, they're just as human as us. And what I love about this is it brings fans closer to their sporting heroes than they're likely to get from watching it on the TV or even going to the stadiums and seeing their, their players play or their fighters play or their martial artists play or whatever it is. It, it, has, it has this kind of intimate touch to it, which I love. And you often hear me speak about mindset and adversity, which is mentioned on the show with the guests that I have. Now, this covers the NFL, the NBA, the WNBA, so that's the women's NBA, football, hockey, amongst other sports mentioned on the website. But now think of your favorite athletes and what they go through. And if you could ever go back in time and ask them a question, what would you ask them? You know, there's classic examples where we get disappointed by results and we wonder what was that person thinking? Well, now they express themselves finally, stripping away and the, fabrication, the fabrication of social media or what they're supposed to look like or how they're supposed to act. This has, like I said before, more of a sentimental touch. And it really has a cool segment on there called Letter to My Young Self. So the athletes actually write something to their younger self or someone that maybe is aspiring to be like that athlete. Um, we often make mistakes and we wonder if we could go back in time and write a letter to ourselves to warn us about this. But now you have the athletes doing that. And it kind of helps with that relatable factor. You know, when you think, oh, I bet you this person never did that. Or I wonder if, you know, um, like, I don't know, Ronaldo or Messi or Mike Tyson felt the way that, that you know, that I'm feeling now. Well, this segment from the athletes uh, section has that kind of connection and um, it definitely has, you know, uh, has a lot of, of content on there. And one of the pieces that I loved was from Kobe Bryant, who, again, you know, speaks for himself. Obviously, uh, sorry, uh, basketball fans will talk about LeBron and Michael Jordan before that. But he had something on there and I'll just take the first part of that um that quote and he said dear 17 year old self when your laker dream comes true tomorrow you need to figure out a way to invest in the future of your family and friends this sounds simple and you may think it's a no-brainer but take some time to think on it further i said invest i did not say give now the choice of words makes a lot of sense because if you give someone something, it may not be an investment. It may be something that's just temporary, like a, a happy thought. But if you invest in someone, they benefit from it long term. 
And when I saw that, I was amazed by it because I'm like, that makes it, it resonated with me. You know, sometimes we give, we give, we give. And today was a show about giving and gratitude. But he continues to explain the difference between investing in your family and giving, which now, when I think about it, makes a lot of sense. Um, so just food for thought for you guys. Let me know what you think. Text us on 4215 or on Instagram Live and keep us updated with the messages that you've been sending all throughout. I'm very grateful for that. And guys, unfortunately, it's come to that time again where it's full time. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you've missed the show, you can find us on Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud. The Halftime Show on Pulse95Radio.com. Coming up shortly is Yellow Home with the amazing Anna Schofield and Big Hass. And that starts at 5 o'clock. So shout out to them if they're listening on their way to the studio. Drive safe, guys, and see you soon. Have a blessed day. All the best from Pulse95. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday from 3 p.m.